Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt. And today we welcome my friend, Richard Simon, co-founder of AZ Lending Experts, for a discussion that I think fits perfectly in the Get Money Smart category of focusing on money for the Pathways of Peak Performance audience. So welcome, Richard. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know we've been planning this for a couple of months now, so it's good to get on and, and finally have this time where we fit both of our schedules. I know. It's been kind of crazy. And this is like post-COVID, so it's almost like we can't even say it anymore. The excuse has been used too much, right? (laughs) So, you know, part of Pathways of Peak Performance is really to get people to focus on being proactive and not reactive. And so before we dive into some of these topics, though, I thought we should share with the audience a little bit about our background because we've known each other for about 20 years, maybe. I think it's almost 20 years Um, for the audience that doesn't really know me prior to, or before the insurance planning phase of my career, before I moved to Arizona, I was from Omaha, Nebraska. When I moved to Arizona, I became a mortgage loan processor and I worked with a big group of mainly guys. (laughs) I think it was, but the, the business partner you have today is one that you've worked with since we all worked together. So I was always working on your guys's cases and you were loan officers. And so I think that's pretty cool that we can still talk about business, but it's just different now, now that we're both business owners and we've been through a little bit, um, as far as the market goes. Um, so back in 2000, like early twenties for me before the 2007, 2008, what do they call it? What's the right word for it? Is it really the mortgage crisis? Market crash. Yeah. 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 So prior to that, we, I mean, we, we saw that I transitioned shortly after that to real estate law firms and was in paralegal work and eventually corporate paralegal work. So for me, going back into the business world and doing more of that insurance planning, I'm now, we, we've dealt with the COVID, you know, the last few years, just being very interesting until present day. So regardless though, of what is happening out there, we always want to be pretty smart about our money moves today based upon our situation. What I like about your approach is that you're not going to, I don't feel like you guys scare based upon rates. It's really custom by your situation and building good habits. And so that's how I approach things. I have a, a lot of physician clients that get pressure to buy insurance products at certain times of the year. And it's not so much about the rates for me, for them, it's about their health and what do they need and how do we customize it for them? So that being said, I'll pass the mic to you. Let's tell the audience a little bit about your business, how you and your partner work. And I know that you guys do a lot of referral work with other uh, resources too, so that your clients always have enough 
information at hand. So I'll let you take it Perfect. away yeah. from here. So got into the business, like you said, I mean, I started back in 2003 uh, in the mortgage industry and then okay. we were working together. I think it was 2004, five, six, something like that. Yeah. So something like a that. while back, mm-hmm. um, but been in the business long enough to see, saw the ups and, you know, the four, five, six, seven range, and then saw the downs when the market crashed and made it through there mm-hmm. and, and, you know, been just riding slow and steady up until about 2020. And then market just got crazy out here yep. for 2020, 2021. Uh, and then this year we've seen, uh, it's, it's been both up really high and now we're seeing a reversal, uh, you know, there. So it's been very interesting mm-hmm. as far as the mortgage company. Uh, I've owned a couple mortgage companies. Uh, this one I started in 2011. So I started it with, uh, Scott Roberts, who is my business partner, uh, known him since way back in college. We both played baseball together at Texas tech. So it was cool to be able to start this business together. Um, You know, with that, when we started this business, one of our, you know, philosophies is that mortgage is so much more than rate, right? Everyone wants to go out and sell rate. And sure, I mean, a a great rate is very important. And I think we're uber competitive when it comes to rates. But there's so much more to a mortgage than rate. I mean, a mortgage is typically it's the largest uh, um, investment and largest debt that most people carry, you know, throughout their careers, throughout their life. So, it needs to be a big part of them planning for retirement. So a lot of people don't look at it that way. They just Mm -hmm. think, Oh, I'm going to get a mortgage. I'm going to jump in and get a 30 year, but we really take pride in the education piece and showing them that there's so much more Mm -hmm. to the mortgage and that it can actually be a tool that you use and that debt can be a tool that you use to help fund or get to retirement. Yeah. I mean, that's insurance planning too, is we have resources. And so there's different, like we'll talk about terms a little bit, mortgage terms, but there's tools and resources And then with education, we find the right Mm -hmm. strategy. And even though there's a bunch of tools out there, doesn't mean that you have to use them all. You might mix them up. You might diversify it. But working with a brokerage, just like we are always looking for the best best situation for people um, and being able to shop uh, is always great. So like for you, you're like, you're looking at helping people depending upon debt to income ratios, different things where I'm also looking at people's family and you guys do family, you know, looking at family goals, but I'm looking at their health and then how things are playing out as far as the goals go. So I have a lot of physician clients, but they're not all physicians. We have individuals uh, and and executives and business owners that are working with us. And so financial planning is always a hot topic. Some of my clients will do their own planning. Some will hire financial planners. Real estate and investing is always, always going to be a a topic. People are, are trying to figure out how do they get into that. So I know that in some other episodes, we'll dive a little bit deeper in the real estate conversation, but Arizona's been a hot market and it's like that in certain states throughout the nation. But I think the whole nation kind of received that and has been still a little bit, you know, dealing with it. Some had more, more of a peak. Arizona tends to have more of a peak, I think, just like Nevada and some of these other states, but I'm not an expert in that. So what are you seeing just in general, as far as, um, is there anything that's kind of like interesting right now that's that's coming it, about? Definitely. I mean, it's been a wild year so far uh, in the real estate market. I mean, if you were looking back in January, February, March, um, it was such a seller's market. I mean, people were still competing. It was who could pay more for a house almost at that time because people were just, it was the scarcity mm-hmm. mindset and everyone was like, well, I, there's not enough inventory. Only way we can get this is to offer way yeah. over asking price. And we were just seeing prices go up. But at that same time, interest rates started creeping up and they started creeping up because of the inflation concerns that we're having. So we've hit this peak where 
rates went up so high and they got to a certain point where people started taking a step back saying, wow, you know, they're really questioning the affordability of homes. And what we've seen in Phoenix is, I mean, we saw inventory from, uh, I want to say early April in, in a three month time frame from early yeah. April to July. I mean, the inventory almost tripled. So we were at just over 4,000 homes for sale in our market here in Arizona. And that went from 4,000 to about oh, okay. six, over 16,000 in a matter of 90 oh, days. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, and I mean, I think when we were working together, why do I think that rates were maybe, well, dependent, I think a lot of people did interest only, so I have to get, <laughs> but fixed rates, I think I saw them even with FHA mm -hmm. go up to six. Yep. So we're, we're right now. And that wasn't. Sorry. Right now, rates are about where they yeah. were in 2000. Like, so we've hit, in fact, it was a headline yesterday. We've hit our rates are as high as they were back in 2008. But I don't remember prior to the crash, people, I mean, they talked about rates, but not like they are now. We'll talk a little bit more about rates, but okay. So then we're having more inventory. Now people are going, okay, what do I do? So I've seen a lot of physician clients talking about these longer terms. And I'm talking about how long you keep the, the loan. So normally you hear about the 30-year, 15-year. That's pretty common. But I want to get your opinion on these longer durations. Is that a good habit to be in? I'll just let you take it from there. I don't want to speculate. So I just want to see from your perspective when you might say, absolutely not, and maybe green light, go Perfect. ahead yeah, with and it. It's a great question. Um, and there is a, there's been a lot of discussion about longer terms. And the reason, again, is that in for, affordability is coming into question, right? So when you look at longer term mortgages, it can be a great tool for, again, if you're using it to fund retirement, right? So if you have the mindset of, I'm going to, instead of a 30 year now, I want to take a 40 year if a 40 year is available. And that difference might save you $500 a month in payment. Now, as long as someone's not using that to maximize what they can qualify for, and they say, well, I'm just going to qualify for more I and see. spend that 500 on my mortgage, and then I don't have anything left over, that's when it's not good. That's when you, you don't want to be in that position. But right. if you can be in a position where you say, hey, going from a 30 to a 40 year, now I save $500 a month, and I can take that $500, and I can invest that in my retirement, right? I can invest it in, in, in different retirement vehicles mm -hmm. to help fund that retirement. Then it's a great plan because now you're making that money grow for you, and typically you're going to earn a rate of return on those investments higher than what you're you're going to be paying on your mortgage. I like that. For my purposes with Pathways, we work on money goals based upon personality. And then you you have to, for the audience, you really have to be honest with yourself. Are you doing the 40-year for other reasons? Like, mm, I just want that bigger house, but maybe it's not necessary. So, you know, what's finding the, the, the middle ground between being practical and then are you going to take that extra money and make it right. work for you? Because if that's not a good behavior for you, then maybe we have to redesign the thought process. But I don't feel like I've, I've heard that enough about strategies to leave some wiggle room so that you can then fund the next thing. So I think freeing up that cash flow is, is a great idea. Yeah, and it's been, I mean, so there's been longer terms. Some people do interest only is another way that they can do it to free up the cash flow. So there are different methods for doing so. And again, like you mentioned, it really comes down to preference. I mean, I have other clients that you know, they look at that method and they say, no, you know what? I would rather, I already have a good retirement plan set in place 
and I want to have no mortgage debt. I don't want to have a mortgage payment when I retire. So they're looking at the opposite and they're saying, well, instead I want to go to a 15 year. I want to do a 10 year because yeah. that fits more right, my retirement schedule. And then I'll know that when I'm retiring, I don't have a mortgage payment. Okay. So if you're going to the 15 years, it's still pretty true that you might get a more competitive rate by trimming back the, yes. the term. So 30 year rates, kind of the standard 30 years, you know, what you typically hear and see advertised 20 year rate gets a little bit better. And then the big break is when you get to a 15 year rate, 15 year rates. I mean, it's not set in stone, but they're usually, you can count on them being about a percent lower than what your 30 year rate would be. Okay. So that's cool. Um, and I think there is like a method. I don't know that all banks will allow you to do this through the online login system, but can you utilize that 15 year, maybe a 20 or even a 30, but do those duplicate payments? Mm-hmm. You have to manage it. Is there a way to really shave off? Even if you go, is there a strategy between the term you select while doing bi-monthly payments? Mm-hmm. I think you know where I'm heading. I'll let you yeah, walk so people through that. By doing bi-monthly, well, there's, there's two strategies. So if you break up your payment and do a bi-monthly payment, you're essentially paying half your mortgage you know, on the first, and then two weeks later, you're paying the other half. What ends up happening is over the course of the year, you end up making a full extra mortgage payment just because there's that many weeks in the year. So by making that extra payment, in most That's- cases, you're going to cut the term of your mortgage by six years. So if you look at the savings there, you're okay. like, okay, six years times 12 payments a year times your mortgage payment, you actually save mm-hmm. a pretty decent chunk of money in interest. So there's certainly a benefit to that. Um, again, going back to the two sides mm-hmm. of the conversation, the other side of the conversation is when you're making those extra payments, you're not that payment's not earning you interest. It might be saving you interest, but if you took that extra payment and you put it in some sort of an investment vehicle, that starts tomorrow okay. to earn you interest. And then at 26 years or 24 years when you would have paid it off, that account's grown larger than to those additional payments that you would have made into the mortgage going against the principal. So essentially that would put you further ahead financially. Okay. So client comes in, it sounds like you're counseling them a bit. I mean, are you really walking through, is this the primary residence? Cause I mean, this could be any age. So these are young people potentially taking right. on a lot of debt. So there's different conversations for every person. Do you dive a little bit deeper and then try to figure out, is there a free up of cash flow for retirement or, and, or other passive income strategies? I mean, are we trying to figure that out as, as they're coming to you to maybe even just do a refinance or a purchase? I mean, are you bringing that out for them and breaking that down? I mean, Definitely. It like That's always are. a part of the conversation, right? Is we want to help educate people and make sure that they're aware of all these options. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that come to us that, that already have ideas of what they want. And, you know, so we'll, we kind of brush on the different options that are available. But again, a lot of people come in with convictions or have their plan that, that's already in place. And, and our job is to help get them where they want to go, but also give them the education and the additional knowledge to know that there are other options that may or may not be a good fit for them. Well, even if it's not a good fit today, maybe if they like it enough, that could be something that they could put in the in motion at some point in the future. So I like that. Um, I know you're licensed Arizona. Is it Texas too? I can't remember. uh, Well, we're licensed in Arizona, uh, only in Arizona. Um, But we do have partnerships with other brokers in our network that are licensed in basically every state. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we work nationally. We have a a big um, client base in Arizona, but always wanting to see how Uh, you can help them, but people can find your strategies on your YouTube channel. You guys make it fun. You always bring kind of a playbook uh, attitude to the, to the education. So I think that's always great. So people can follow 
Um, what's the name of your so YouTube channel? Uh, is it it's, Easy there's Lending? Easy Lending Experts LLC, uh, and then there's also Richard Simon Mortgage. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. I think that's a great place to kind of land. We have more episodes, more conversations to have. So I really appreciate it, Richard. I think this is great information. And so looking forward to the next episode. And for the Pathways audience, I always appreciate you Perfect. being no, here Perfect. No, thanks too. for having me. It's been a blast so and look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstit.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.